This is your life. This is your life. Right now is your life. Life is about right now. Live and live are spelled the same way. In order to live, you must be live. Right now. The past does not equal the future unless you give the past permission. You are the sum total of your dominant thoughts and decisions. Yes, you are. So, a little birdie told me that you have an out of control sexual behavior of some sort. Pornography, masturbation, fanatization, or some kind of unhealthy sexual behavior. A little birdie also told me that it's starting to get the best of you. And it's not okay anymore. That's good news. It not being okay. Because that's the beginning of how you can change it. We're going to have an adult, grown folk conversation about behaviors, attitudes, decisions, choices, actions to become healthy. Becoming healthy is a journey. It's not a one and none. It's not like this sexual addiction BS that you do where you just get all excited, you do this, and then you blast one. Now, it requires a lot more work than that. It's strategic. It's taking steps. It's reflection. It's looking inside. It's being introspective. It's deciding that you want a better life for yourself. That's what this is about. My name is Joseph F. Price. They call me Joey P. I'm going to be your host in this journey. I'm going to be your partner in this dance. We're going to do this together. We're going to become better people together. You are going to have sexual mastery. You are going to have mastery in your life. Yes, you are. You're going to be a better person. You're going to be somebody that you can be proud of. You're going to be somebody that even your mama can be proud. But it's not going to come free. You're going to have to do some work. You're going to have to do some reflection. I'm going to give you some tools. I'm not going to do it all on my own. I'll bring some guests. They'll give you the good stuff. But here's what you got to do. Take this as a journey, a journey that you get better each and every day, a journey that we don't stop until we figured out how to do it and we become invincible. Yeah, we can become invincible to our pornography at sexual behaviors and unhealthy other addictions. You just got to understand how it works. You got to understand how your mind is making you its bitch. I know you don't like that language, but you're the bitch of your mind. And so this work that we're going to do, 
It's about neutralizing that and you becoming the victor. You becoming the master. You becoming the man that you're supposed to be. That's what I'm talking about. So if that's something that interests you, if that's something that you want to do, then let's do that together. It ain't a one and done. It's a journey. So let's begin. Joseph Price back here in the house. Good afternoon, everybody. Everybody, good afternoon. Uh, it could be afternoon. It could be morning where you are. could be evening. It could be midnight. I don't know when it is. But hello, and thanks for stopping by. Uh, today, I've got a real exciting guest. Um, we have Mr. Alan Texera with me. Uh, he's going to tell you about a fantastic organization that he is building to serve men um, that have concerns, uh, men that have concerns with uh, advanced sex addiction, sex addiction that has advanced itself into uh, the buying of services. Um, some of those services are bought by sex trafficked. Uh, individuals this is not my area of expertise it's his area of expertise so I'm very proud and privileged to have him here to tell us a little bit about his organization what he's doing uh, there is an upcoming event that he's going to tell you about so without further ado Mr. Alan Texera good day sir how are you hey. oh I'm, I'm great thank you so much for having me I'm, I'm glad to be here Oh, it's my pleasure. It's my pleasure. Tell me, uh, what's the name of your organization, please? Uh, it's an interesting question. Uh, the name is Buyer Rehabilitation Project, uh, colon, a John's Hope. Uh, we put that on it, that tagline, so that people might not be confused and think it was for rehabbing a house or helping some housewife to stop maxing out her credit cards at the mall. Uh, it's for sex buyers, right? Mm -hmm. So uh, we're actually thinking of changing the name and we've got a short list and uh, that'll probably happen in the next few months. But we're probably going to change it to something like a John's Hope, the sex buyer transformation, mm -hmm. something like that. But um, the bottom line is, is, yeah. is you started an organization and and the the emphasis is to um, to help people. Uh, not get involved in uh, the right. process of sex trafficking, or at least reverse, um, I guess, their their need, their desire, their addiction to sex trafficked, uh, sex yeah. trafficked individuals as well as prostitution. So when did you start the Buyer Rehabilitation Project? Uh, it was early March of 2021. So we're coming up on our second anniversary. And, you know, this all came out of my own life experience. Um, you know, I feel the need to apologize to your audience, especially any ladies in the audience, for uh, my past behavior. I did uh, fall into um, buying sex directly. Uh, that started for me in about 2002. And I was immediately hooked on that and a slave to it for about 17 years until I found the right resources. Oh, wow. And uh, yeah, so. Um, Anyway, I, I was able to get well, which is great. And in the process of getting well, I 
realized that the, the programs I went through are designed to help anybody overcome any unwanted uh, sexual behavior. Mm -hmm. And that's a really powerful thing because it includes even the men that are directly buying sex and just like I was. Um, so I really wanted to atone. And that's for because sex addiction isn't about sex, isn't that right? No, it's not. It's not. It's about medicating emotional wounds and feeling badly and that kind of stuff. It's really, if you get down to it, it's really a chemical addiction because we're just using the free pharmacy between our ears and the mechanism to go there, which is between our legs to, um, you know, to get a hit of dopamine and some other things, uh, you know, the cocktail of chemicals that floods your brain when you have a sexual release and it, that can be very addictive. That's really what we're addicted to. We're oh, addicted yeah. to numbing out and enjoying that flood of chemical release uh, for uh, just a brief respite from the pain that we feel. And of course, only moments after that happens, uh, the pain comes back plus the shame that you acted out inappropriately sexually. And uh, it ends up becoming a vicious cycle where you just go there again and again and again. But each time it comes back a little bit more fiercer, doesn't it? Yeah. Yeah. Like any drug addiction, you have tolerances. And, um, you know, it's a bad path to be on. Uh, that path can start out with, you know, the, the, the kind of uh, porn from the 70s where it's a monogamous relationship. Maybe the couple you're watching is married. They're very loving and kind to one another. Uh, and then you get into the porn of the 90s, which you know may have more than just a couple. And then you get into the modern porn where people are you know, being very degrading and demonstrating violence to women. And then, uh, you know, there's darker places that people go. And thank God I never did. But, you know, the people who seek out child pornography, you know, are just further down that path. And really, at the end of that path is Ted Bundy. That's who's at yeah. the end of that path. Yeah. yeah. You know, see, we have to get guys off this path. It's not a healthy thing. It isn't at all. So it, tell me the goal of the buyer rehabilitation project. Well, the goal is simple. I want to bring lifelong freedom to those in sexual bondage. And I do that by focusing on the men that are directly buying sex because they're the reason for the market. Consumer level demand is the cause of the uh, human sex trafficking market. And that market begins and ends with demand. Um, so if I can just get the men that are doing that to stop their behavior permanently, I can diminish the market. And when I realized that the tools I was exposed to in my own healing journey provided a mechanism to actually do this in the life of a man who's behaving this way, you know, I said, somebody's got to get these two people together. We got to get the men who are buying sex and introduce them to the, the healing materials to overcome their addiction. And that's really, I think, the epiphany because... Uh, the whole world has misdiagnosed this problem when they look at the human sex trafficking market. Uh, they assume it's an education problem. Mm -hmm. You know, you could read any of the statutes about buying sex, uh, sex any state, really any country. Um, you could look at all the curricula of all the John schools that they make convicted guys go to when they're caught. It's all based on that it's an education problem. It just assumes that if you tell the guy that you could get an STD and that girl didn't really love you and you know she's got a manager called a pimp who's very mean beats her up and takes her money that uh you know you'll just stop with that knowledge and that's not the way it works 
these guys are medicating very deep, very severe emotional pain through sex. Most of them have uh, intimacy disorders and, you know, to be with a real woman, even though it's transactional, is a way that they can feel or at least trick themselves and to feel like they're valued and validated and loved. That's what's driving it. It's addiction. It's an addiction problem. And if you look in the research, <coughs> excuse me, uh, you know, they've done studies and they say that 75% of men who buy sex are sex addicts. Isn't that something? And, uh, yeah, it is. But I like to think about it a little bit more deeply, you know, because I've studied recovered sex buyers. I have data on them. You know, we have guys who were buying once a week. That's 50 times a year. And guys that are buying twice a week, that's 100 times a year. And even guys who are buying three times a week, that's 150 sex purchases a year. So if three out of every four sex buyers are addicts, that means the sex addicts, are, you know, those three guys, just as an example, that's 300 sex purchases. The non-addict might do something on his birthday or celebrate once or twice a year, right? So what, what's 300 divided into 302? It's over 99% mm -hmm. of sex purchases are motivated by addiction. And nobody's seeing this or connecting these dots. It's not an education problem. The sex market is an addiction problem. And that's actually good news because um, as Ron White says, you know, you can't fix stupid. No, <laughs> But you can you fix addiction. You can fix addiction. It is not easy. It takes a lot of commitment and a lot of time and it takes some money. But you can overcome addiction. Now, here's the and, question uh, so everybody that's the, that's the wants to know. Here's the question everybody yeah, that? wants to know. How long does it take to rehabilitate a sex buyer? Yeah, well, it depends on the person. Um, a lot of people think if a guy's buying sex that it takes longer than if they're just addicted to porn. I, I'm not sure I agree with that. Because what's driving the behavior is some unresolved grievance or life wound that they're medicating through the behavior. And if they can get the right kind of therapy and work through that wound and process it in a healthy biblical way, then, then you've just had an event, right? Where the fuel that was driving that behavior is gone because you view it differently now because you got healed through therapy. And so you could be having egregious acting out that's very frequent and, and have it just pretty much stop dead in its tracks when you reach that point in your therapy. Mm -hmm. So, uh, you know, it just depends on the person. The general rule is that sobriety can be achieved in three to six months. Um, but lifelong healing takes quite a bit longer because sobriety is one thing, you know, permanent recovery is an entirely different animal. Uh, there are several rel relapses along the way, typically, you know, guys just don't stop cold Turkey and never, you know, relapse. That's, that's just not the way it works. Um, but if you study the gradient of the frequency and the egregiousness with which they're acting out, it just diminishes over time as they work on this. It, you know, the frequency gets less and less. You know, you could have a guy who starts out masturbating to porn six times a day. You know, then it's three times a day. Then it's daily. Then it's five times a week. And then three times a week. And you get the idea. You know, pretty yeah, soon... He can do 30 and 60 and 90 days of sobriety, and it's a process, right? Um, Dr. Ted Roberts says it takes between two and five years uh, to totally overcome 
sex addiction. And Dr. Patrick Carnes says it can take as long as seven years through six distinct stages of recovery to get well. So that's, that's, that's a lot of that's work. That's the answer. It is a lot of work. Uh, but really, when these guys get exposed to the kind of community that we have in our recovery groups, they crave it. They come running. And what seems like a big burden uh, really just becomes a lifestyle. And they crave it and they, they want to come. And then even after they're well, they still want to come. They want to lead their own group and stay involved. So, how so it's much a blessing. How much does it cost to eliminate a sex purchase? That's, I don't think anybody knows the answer to that question, but me. <laughs> uh, like I said, I've studied data on uh, recovered sex buyers. I don't, it's anecdotal data. I don't have a statistically significant sample size yet. I only have seven men. But um, those seven men who have permanently stopped their behavior have uh, erased from our collective future 60,000 hours of engagement time with internet pornography over 10,300 sex purchases. Uh, we think they've avoided two forced abortions in the traffic community. Uh, they've removed about three quarters of a million dollars from the sex market. And we know that about 500,000 of that would have flowed into the drug market and been responsible for all kinds of crime. Um, the impact on the sex traffic community, those 10,300 sex purchases, um, that equates to 2.85 years of freedom for one sex trafficked individual on average, which is the same as putting a sex trafficker out of business for over six months. That's the impact with just seven men. Now I say when I talk about this, that my concept, my rehabilitative concept that we have at the nonprofit can sustainably erase a sex purchase for less than $10. Okay. So really the direct cost was literally pennies it was like less than a dollar but um these groups at the time were all working on a volunteer basis and my business plan is to monetize the recovery group process so we have individual therapy scholarships we give out to guys and then the hope is as we raise money that we can give out group therapy scholarships you know we'll probably start off with a one thousand dollar scholarship which would sponsor a guy for 50 meetings a year mm -hmm. you know for the year he gets a scholarship at twenty dollars per meeting uh, and then gradually, as the nonprofit grows and we're able to raise more money, I'd like to move that to 40 and ultimately $60 okay. per meeting. Mm -hmm. So that statistic of less than $10 to a race, that assumes that um, there's an investment of $60 per uh, attendee per meeting to help fund the nonprofit and pay the group leaders that help that guy. Okay. Um, if we can do that, I think then the nonprofit itself will become sustainable because, you know, this is hard work, you know, guys burn out after a year or two, and we don't want that knowledge and experience walking out the door. You know, we want to compensate them, not just for what they've overcome and the wealth of knowledge they have and the compassion to, you know, get down there in the mud and the blood with these guys and deal with the dirty stuff, right? Mm -hmm. um, and they're, they're taking time away from their families. And I just really believe they deserve to be compensated so that they can make it a vocation mm -hmm. and uh, stay with them. Right. Um, so, yeah, um, two years 
at $60 a meeting, that's a hundred meetings. Uh, so that's $6,000. And then when you add in their individual therapy and their workbooks and stuff, it's about a $7,500 investment for one guy to get the two years in, uh, which is usually enough. Mm-hmm. And if you compare his erased sex purchases, his sex appetite in this way, using the uh, traffic market to that investment, it works out to about four bucks, maybe a little less per sex purchase. And then you have to compensate for the adverse selection because not every guy who tries this has success. Some of them wash out. And of course, when they wash out, you stop investing in them, but you lose a little money there, maybe about a dollar per sex purchase. Right. And then right. there's overhead for the nonprofit. You know, we have software and, uh, you know, we have a staff and you know, all kinds of insurance and stuff. It costs money to run the nonprofit. I, I work hard to do that as efficiently as possible, but it's still there. So when you add in the overhead and all that stuff, you know, we're comfortably under $10. Okay. And I'm very, I'm very proud of that. Now, talk to me about sex trafficking uh, as a problem in our community, both in Florida and nationwide. Oh, well, you know, the statistics that I have on this are already getting to be almost 10 years old. They're from 2014, but um, just a very high level. Um, they say that human trafficking, which includes sex and non-sex trafficking, is the second largest criminal industry on the planet. Um, I disagree with that. You know, drugs are more. They're at about 150 billion a year. But um, they don't consider pornography being the gateway drug to the sex market. Mm-hmm. So I really think there's an argument to be made to add the porn market and the human sex trafficking market together because they really are the same problem. Yeah, I was getting ready. I was yeah, getting ready you to that, ask you what's then, the then connection. That's probably the biggest, right? It's mm-hmm. like a hundred and fifty billion with human trafficking, and then the pornography is a hundred billion. So that puts it over drugs at about a quarter trillion dollars a year. Yeah, there's a strong connection. I mean, I don't want to tell people that every person who looks at porn is going to get addicted because that's not true. But most get addicted, and not every porn addict directly buys sex. And they should realize they are sex buyers. They're what I call indirect sex buyers because the actresses that they're viewing are trafficked in most cases. And even if they're not paying a, for a site, if they're not swiping their credit card, they're still contributing financially to that sex market because their engagement time, their mouse clicks, all of that allows the pornographer to charge for their advertising and fund their operation. So they're indirect sex buyers. And if they interact with a real life person, that's direct sex buyer. Mm-hmm. But that's the connection. Um, you know, not every porn addict is going to go there, but almost without exception, every direct sex buyer started as a porn addict. It's clearly and without argument the gateway drug into sex buying. So and say we spend that a again. lot of time. Say that again. They need to hear say it that. again. Yeah. Pornography is unequivocally and undeniably the gateway drug into sex buying. It is fueling the sex market, the illicit sex market. Wow. All right. So, yeah, what a, what an awesome time that we've had together this afternoon. You've got some upcoming events. Uh, tell me about the Freedom Walk for 2023. Okay. So we have two annual events. Uh, one is uh, meant to be outreach and preventative in this porn space. 
that's our men's integrity conference and we'd love to have you come and speak um when we have it this november it's the first i already told you i'm coming yeah, Saturday, uh, November 4th. I'd like you to be a guest speaker. We're going to do it this year as a father-son thing. Uh, okay. So we're going to be right out there. We're going to be advertising to families and to moms. You know, most parents know if their son has a problem. And we just want to educate these dads about the nature of the problem. We think uh, oftentimes the dad has a problem. And this will give him cover to go because he's going to help his teenage son. But um, I think the outcomes of a young person dealing with this problem are just going to be much better if their family understands it, mm-hmm. like really understands it and can be supportive of them getting the kind of help they're going to need. So that's the outreach we're doing. It. It's under that preventative umbrella. And uh, to fund that, you know, we need to raise some money. So our second annual event um, is uh, a Freedom Walk. So this is a peer-to-peer fundraising event. We have it scheduled for Saturday, March 25th. So that's coming quickly, about five weeks out. And, uh, you know, this is designed where a lot of people would give a little bit of money and it adds up to something meaningful for us so we'd have a budget to operate with. Um, Yeah, it's just a one-mile walk. We're having it in North Tampa, but you don't have to be in Tampa to help us. Um, you can walk in solidarity with us at a time and place of your choosing, or you can choose not to walk at all. Uh, but we'll be giving you information at the end of this podcast uh, on our website um, where you can go and register for that. And uh, there's several levels of participation. You can simply register as a walker and make a small donation. Uh, but you can also register as a coordinator, which gives you more options. Uh, you could set up a team and reach out to your um, contacts through email and social media for sponsorship and sort of become a fundraiser for us of your own. Most people, you know, they have a default goal of $300, which isn't hard uh, to accomplish. And, you know, there are people that have done walks like this that have raised thousands with this sponsorship model. Um, And then the other thing you can do is um, actually build your own webpage through a wizard it's very easy and quick and then you can use that to reach out through social media and your contacts to enroll other people not just to sponsor you but to come to the walk and they could come as just a walker or as a coordinator of their own so this is designed to spread virally and um, make a big footprint and and again raise a lot of money but doing it by getting a little bit from a lot of people so, so that's uh, the concept for the Freedom Walk. We're, we're very excited to have our inaugural one this March. And, um, you know, it's going to make a big impact on what we can do in 2023. Well, good. Um, I'm, I'm glad that you came by to uh, let us know about that. I will uh, post this where I can post this to let everybody know about this. And I appreciate the invitation uh, coming in November. I'm already going to lock my calendar down for that. Uh, is there anything that you want us to know before I leave about the event, about your organization? Yeah. Anything um, at all? So uh, let me tell you about our groups. Under the umbrella of the nonprofit, we have two groups up and running right now. Mm-hmm. Uh, one meets at 7 o'clock on Tuesday nights. Um, I'm sorry, on Thursday nights. That's tonight. I'll be doing that after I leave here. Uh, and it's at a place called the Palace. And that is a mobile home park in Pinellas County that is strictly populated by um, men that are on the uh, sex offenders registry. 
Mm -hmm. So these are guys who got in trouble, went to prison on a sex-related charge, and have gotten out. They're on probation, and the Pinellas County likes them to all live in this one place because it's just easier for the counselors and the um, parole officers and the police to keep tabs on them because right. they're all in one spot. So they're not allowed to leave and they're not allowed without permission and written permission. And they're not allowed, you know, to have smartphones or internet access. So that group takes place uh, in their clubhouse on Thursday nights. Um, okay. So that's one. The second group is in Polk County at the Polk Correctional Institute. It's inside the prison. Oh, wow. And that's Do kind you of know special... Grady Judd personally? No, I haven't met you. I don't know what he would think about our ideas because <laughs> they're um, they're not strictly um, conservative. They're a mix. You know, I want to say that's what this whole process, my whole experience um, healing taught me that, you know, both ideologies can be legitimate just depending mm -hmm. on the problem you're trying to solve because this requires a lot of compassion. It requires you know, looking the other way about some bad behavior and investing into somebody who's been culpable mm -hmm. and helping them to resolve some things so that they can get well and stop their behavior. You know, that's a very liberal position. But well, at the it's same a time, liberal position, but it's also, you know, the thing is, is we could say it's a liberal position, but I'm going to kind of end that right here. Uh, uh, Kevin okay. Skinner, Kevin Skinner, uh -huh. uh, I'll put it on record. They can do me if they want. I basically stole training from Kevin Skinner. So I got figured okay. out how to get online and get his training. And I heard him tell a bunch of therapists. He said, you know, uh, I, I know you guys are going to have this tendency to form opinions about your clients and, and this and that and the other. But I, I want you to think about something. And I want you to think about the fact that these people have a story and their stories like your story and everybody has a story. And one of the things I found by being a therapist, this is what Kevin said, is that if you knew their story, and this is for a people period, if you knew their story, there's nothing that they can do to surprise you. Nothing. So yeah. some of what we need to do is we need to under take the time to just stop and understand yeah. people and hear yep. their story. Because really, if, if you knew the story of people, and we're not making bad behavior right, but we're just oh, no. stating a fact. If you knew their story, you wouldn't be surprised yeah. by right. anything that anybody ever does. Yeah, I agree. And I think... Um, that's exactly how God operates. He knows what we're going to do before we do it. Mm -hmm. uh, anyway, um, I, I wanted to say that, uh, you know, the men in our programs are, are fully accountable for what they've done. You know, there, there's no easy out. Uh, they have to take full responsibility for that and their own healing. Mm -hmm. So in the groups, you, you know, they really take ownership of it. And they, here's where some people would call these principles more conservative. And this is what I meant by both ideologies are legitimate depending on where you apply them. You know, they have to do their homework. The locus of their accountability is on themselves. It's not an accountability group where, you know, uh, if the leader isn't that good, then the, the, the guy in the group says, well, it's not my fault. I didn't get mm -hmm. well. The, the leader didn't fix me. Or, 
a couple guys didn't show up and you know it's kind of like real life you can't blame nobody for what happened the the healing actually takes place when they do their homework Mm -hmm. uh the purpose of the group is to share what they learned and what everybody else learned from the same homework lesson where they can grow because there's other people that took it a little deeper or maybe had a different angle it ends up being really beneficial for everybody Oh, I know but, uh, about the homework. The homework's where you grow. The homework, yep, it, yep. when they don't do the homework, that's when you as the coach or the facilitator feel like, yeah. oh, oh. So that pr- that prison group in Polk County, is uh, they're all from Tampa Bay. Mm-hmm. And they're all short-timers. So they may have been at different prisons all over the state. But when they get within five years of release, they get transferred to Polk Correctional. Okay. And so uh, they generally are... Um, not a, a risk, you know, because they don't want to squash their release date by doing anything stupid. Right. Uh, but then what inside of that facility, they have a chapel with two Christian dorms where all the men in there are believers and they're trustees and they they want to get well. And even though, you know, the, I don't know the percentage of who's in there on a sex crime, they're in there for all kinds of crimes. But, you know, this problem is so pervasive, especially among an incarcerated population, because, you know, acting out for these root causes of addiction, you know, it can cause them to break the law and get caught and go to prison, whether, you know, it's violence or drugs or or something sexually related. And sex buying in and of itself is is an illegal act. So there's a lot of um, interest among that population to be in my group. And we've got 17 guys in that group, and we hopefully will start another one next month. Um, And we're just going to offer our introductory class over and over. And then the ones who really want to stick with it will go into a deeper class until they're released. And uh, yeah, it's um, so we got 22 men getting healing, two groups, uh, and that's the size where we are now. But you know, we could do a lot more, um, you know, when we get some funding. So uh, I'll be applying for lots of grants and I'm looking forward to see how well this first inaugural walk goes. So here's how you can help. You can go to buyerrehabilitationproject.org, poke around, get familiar. There's a lot of good information there. Um, for the walk, you'll want to visit the events page and there's a button where you can uh, uh, register. And I encourage you to register as a coordinator and spread the word. Uh, set up a team and set a goal for fundraising. Uh, but if you're not in a position to do that, you can just set up to walk and, and make uh, whatever donation you're comfortable making. Um, and that's, that is the best way to help us for, for this year, uh, achieve all of our goals. It's been fabulous, Alan. I, I really appreciate you stopping by, sir. It, it's really been uh, an enlightening experience uh, early today, having you tell us your story and it's also been uh, enlightening have you, having you tell us about the organization that you've created uh, because of the difference that you're making on the planet. Uh, some people, you know, they can just get healed or have a better life and then just go on about their business. But you decided yeah. that um, that wasn't good enough for you. So, um, yeah, you know, I right. acknowledge you for that. And um, anything else you want to tell us? No, you've been very kind. I appreciate the opportunity. And, uh, yeah, I look forward to working with you into the future. Oh, it's my pleasure. And uh, we're looking forward to supporting everything that we can, uh, buyers, rehabilitation project-wise. And 
I know that, you know, that might not be your final name, but uh, the organization as a whole is helping men that have amped uh, their sex addiction up to the point where they bought and 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 it's uh it's 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 pretty 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 strong now here's here's the thing before we go i mean you got to have some kind of resources to get hooked on buying uh sex workers don't you or you know i mean it takes a little bit of money to do that doesn't yeah it? yeah yeah uh in my case i had a part-time business uh that brought me some extra income and i was able to use that you know to fund my behavior and it's very uh, disruptive in people's financial lives. Sometimes oh, yeah. people get caught and yeah. they steal and embezzle yeah. stories and stuff. Yeah, I always, term. you know, I was able to limit my budget for this to what I was able to earn. Um, but um, I know that's not the case for a lot of guys. Okay. You know, I've heard of guys that spent the money that was supposed to go to the mortgage on it and lost their house. And, you know, you, you had an interview, I think, uh, a little while back of somebody that. Yeah, 200,000. 200,000. Yeah. yeah, I know. Yeah. It's terrible. Yeah. So, anyway, yeah, I, you know, my, my theme that I want the whole world to know is porn's not free. And recovery is where you pay for that porn that you thought was free. That's right. You know? I'm Joseph yeah. F. Price. Uh, I had a wonderful guest here, Mr. Alan Texera. Wonderful guy. Oh, my goodness. I lucked out. I got to thank Lynn Riesmer for uh, putting us together. Uh, yeah, me too. Absolutely. Actually, the author of this wonderful book, you know, Porn Free. Very informational yep. book. Um, you know, it's one person. It's it's an army of wonderful people like you and I. And so I'm, I'm glad to be part of your army. And I'm glad to have you part of my army. And. We'll do wonderful things together. And if there's anything I can do, please reach out, Alan. It's my pleasure, sir, uh, that you were here. Uh, as always, everybody, drive with care, walk with caution, make today and every day your living masterpiece. Uh, the thing that matters is not biting the whole apple at one time. Just worry about making the right next move. Don't even worry about making the right next move. Just be thoughtful and diligent and cognizant. And make the right next move and make the right next move for a bunch of years and see how that works out for you. God bless you. Have a nice day. God bless you too, Joey. God bless your audience. Thank you. Yeah. Thank you.